Before we get started with today's episode, if you resonate with any of the topics discussed during the podcast, you will love my six-week Set Your Mind to It one-on-one coaching program. This program is designed to give you the support you need to help find your purpose and redirect your life so that you can create the life of your dreams. Head over to my Instagram at Michaela Campbell or click on the link in the show notes to head to my website where you can book in a free one-on-one coaching call to find out more about how I can support you to create your dream life. Hi, and welcome to episode 44 of Set Your Mind to It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal advice, tips, and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young people set their mind to it and achieve their goals. In today's episode, I've been wanting to speak about this or record this episode for the past almost two weeks now, and typical me, I've left it till a Sunday night. Hopefully you can't hear that the rain is bucketing down. I just quickly pause and check. I don't think you can hear the rain. Thank you to this microphone, not picking up background noise. But I was trying to wait for a break in the rain and coming up with any excuse not to sit down, having that all or nothing mindset about recording a podcast and wanting it to be perfect because this topic that I wanted to share, I wanted to do it justice or I do want to do it justice. And I always put a lot of pressure on myself. So I just want to share those kind of things in case you can relate to putting a lot of pressure on yourself and having trouble showing up. But just a little reminder to myself and to you listening that the best thing you can do is show up even when it's uncomfortable, even if you feel like you might have failed because you left something too late, you didn't follow through on your word. It's never too late. You can always get back on that bandwagon and continue. Like it's never too late to do that. And the thing that kind of made me put my phone away and stop procrastinating for today's episode, I came across a little video that Lewis Howell, who has a School of Greatness podcast, shared on his Instagram. And it was a little interview with someone with a Scottish accent. And it was just saying about if you don't do what you say you're going to do, then you're going to think that you're full of shit and you're not going to have any integrity with yourself and therefore basically the moral of that video was you're not going to trust yourself and so he was saying that what you say matters your words matter and it matters even more what you say to yourself and what you say you're going to do I was like oh crap I said all day that I would do it this weekend I was supposed to do it during the week so a part of me just wanted to push this I was like I could do it tomorrow night but I sat down with that little video as the push that I needed and just told myself that it doesn't have to be perfect. Showing up imperfectly is better than not showing up at all. And that was a little push that I needed. So maybe this little intro at the start might be that little push that you need to go and do something that you've been putting off because there's discomfort and you want it to be amazing. And that's not a bad thing that you want it to be amazing, but don't let that stop you from starting. So anyways, that's a little side note for today's episode. But I wanted to talk about I haven't decided what I'm going to call this episode just yet, but I want to talk about attention, distraction, focus, and overwhelm. Kind of a bit, but I think it all ties in. And this was all inspired by two podcast episodes that I listened to. Oprah Winfrey was interviewing someone. Let me check. It was Johan Hari. It's a two-part episode on Super Soul 
episodes on anywhere that you listen to Oprah's podcast. But the podcast, I'll pop it in my show links. The two episodes were Stolen Focus Part 1 and Stolen Focus Part 2 with Johan Hari. And these were only just released in March and a client of mine actually shared this with me. She'll probably be listening. So thank you for these episodes because they were excellent and I really want to share my learnings that I took away and that I've been trying to implement and put those practices into my everyday life. The interview is about a book. So he has written a book called Stolen Focus and the whole episode was exploring the ideas that he shared in that book about how our focus has been stolen and what impact technology has been having. And I have had this narrative uh, for quite some time about not liking social media and not liking the impact technology has, but there's been quite a few things that have given me insight over the past week or two when I've been practicing this. And then I think also recent events like being in isolation and having more exposure to more time with technology has really highlighted how true this impact was. Basically, the learnings or the lessons in the interview was that our attention spans have been shortened, have been impacted by technology and how much we're constantly on our phones. And there's so much to say here. I don't even know where to start. But he was saying in the episode that we so constantly are doing two things where we have our phones out and we're flicking between like watching a movie or watching Netflix and looking at our phone or it might be you're talking to a friend and looking at your phone you're at work and checking emails on your phone or doing like you know two things at once with that phone there or some kind of technology our brains can't do two things at once our brains can do one thing and then switch to another thing very quickly and flip back and forth almost simultaneously so it seems like you're doing two things at once but our brain is only ever doing one thing at a time. And so the whole concept around this is that when you try to multitask, the quality of each task that you're doing goes down because you're not focusing. Your brain can't flip between them and then produce a quality product at the end of that, whatever it is that you're focusing on. Your attention is diminished. And I was thinking about how true this is for so many areas of my own life and Also, the impact that social media and technology just always being constantly connected actually makes you feel more disconnected, impacts your attention and lowers your focus. I know I constantly hear a lot of people these days and myself included say, and I don't use this lightly, but you know, oh, I have ADHD or I must have ADHD or undiagnosed ADHD because there's a lot of, I think, TikToks and a lot more not that TikToks is just the way to learn about things, but I personally have seen a lot of TikToks about like the symptoms of ADHD and I see a lot of people in the comments, a lot of people around me and myself resonating with these symptoms and ADHD is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, I think it is. And just checked. It is definitely, that's what it's called. And I think that's what a lot of us are suffering from. We're relating to these symptoms of ADHD or ADD, attention deficit disorder, because our attention spans are so shortened. And I noticed myself saying this to my friends before I even listened to this two episodes interviewing Johan Hari about attention. I was saying to my friends, instead of jokingly like being like, oh, I think I've got undiagnosed ADHD, because I realize that is so insensitive. 
there are a lot of people out there struggling with this disorder so it shouldn't be joked about but I do know that there are a lot of people out there myself included that you know have made jokes about it but I think it's because there's that relatability to all those symptoms of not being able to stay on task being really short attention span being really distractible I'm even finding right now trying to record this podcast I normally can get into a flow state and I'm having a lot of trouble right now just even focusing on this which I don't know why I think today I've spent a bit of time on my phone but I've also spent a bit of time reading but I'll get into that in a moment because Oprah was actually saying reading is one of the things that can get in a flow set and that's one of the things I want to talk about got so much that I want to kind of cover in this episode but make it concise because I want you to listen to though interview because I think you'll get the most out of it but I just want to use this as your insight into what I took from it and then if you want to go listen I would highly recommend but I think moral of this little part that I'm trying to say here is that a lot of us are resonating with these ADHD attention deficit disorder symptoms because our attention is so negatively impacted with our current models of technology in the way that social media is designed and this is what he spoke about and I was finding it so fascinating is that the current social media model the way it's designed by all those super smart tech guys and Silicon Valley they've designed social media to fight for your attention your attention is the product that they are trying to sell to the companies because the more of your attention they have the more that they can sell products And there's this whole scheme about how it all works, like why it's all driven the way it is for attention to be the product that they are trying to get. So your attention is valuable to them. It's like money, basically. So as much of your attention as they can get via social media, the better. But this means that our attention spans have been getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And I can even see in myself, I, before I again listen to this episode, it just all kind of seemed to be freaky timing. I had, hadn't completely down, um, deleted TikTok from my phone, but I'd noticed that I think my attention was the worst it had ever been. And it was when I was using TikTok because TikTok is like that next step from Facebook. It's the next step from Instagram. It's that next level up where they've created a next level of platform that's designed to shorten your attention span even more. The videos generally that go viral are like seven seconds long. They only really recently introduced three-minute videos. Prior to that, it was maximum of one minute. And yes, sure, some of them would go viral, but a lot of the videos and the way that TikTok is created is for, you know, a couple of seconds per video. And you scroll through and you flick and flick. And it's this really instant dopamine hit, dopamine hit, dopamine hit, constant, constant, constant. And because of that dopamine, dopamine is the chemical in our body, in our brain, that motivates us it's kind of a feel-good one but it's mainly a chemical of motivation so like you've got serotonin which is a feel-good dopamine is the chemical for motivation so you are seeking that next hit of dopamine oh my gosh can't speak today dopamine so when you're getting hits of it more and more quickly like with tiktok is because it's hitting you with so many things in such a short span of time Your ability to focus on something for a longer amount of time to invest energy without getting that instantaneous reward of dopamine is why TikTok has become successful because you get that dopamine and then you go again and again and again, but you become a little bit 
desensitized to the dopamine. So then you're needing more and more scrolling for more videos with Facebook. It's the likes, Instagram, the likes, all the views, the comments, anything that we use as that kind of reward. And that was what he was speaking about, how all of these social media platforms have been designed with a reward built in to reward you for giving your attention to that app. And I was thinking about with TikTok, I made the decision that I think my attention and my ability to focus has gotten much worse when I was using TikTok. I like the content that's on TikTok. I really enjoy the things that I see. I feel like I can learn things, but I also know that I come out feeling a lot worse. And when I think about that, if I spend an hour on TikTok, if you think about all the dopamine hits that you get and then you leave it, you go back to normal life where you don't get a dopamine hit every seven seconds. You've got to invest time and energy to getting a dopamine hit to a feel good to motivate you to do something. And then I think that also is probably translated into when things like doing a podcast, it take a lot more time. I have to sit down for 30 minutes to an hour just to record. And then there's another hour to edit and upload at least. There's a lot more effort required to get that same dopamine hit. So my motivation to turn up and do things has been dramatically impacted. I've really struggled. There's a lot of other factors that go into procrastination, but I noticed that it was hard for me to do things when I am giving my energy and my attention and my focus is what it really is when I'm directing that to something that's shortening my attention span. So I'd move TikTok to like the fourth page of my phone and I actually haven't really been using it unless someone sends me a video and I go on it to specifically look at that video. But even then, I haven't used it in the past week or two, like at all, when I've gone through phases. And what I had noticed, and this is how this episode that I listened to really resonated with me, because I did a week of isolation for COVID about three weeks ago now. And it was a really good insight. Like I did that episode coming out of it, maybe it was more than three weeks ago now, about how you don't need more time because it's all about actually energy and deciding and prioritizing what you need to do like you've always got time it's about prioritizing it what I realized as well I spent a day during that isolation even though I had more time I spent a day out in my backyard getting some sun and instead of reading a book or doing something I had a book sitting there I didn't read it I got on TikTok and scrolled for like an hour or two and I felt horrendous afterwards my mental health at the end of that week of ISO was worse than when I started. And I look at that week and think, huh, what did I do during that week that was different to what I'd normally do during a week? There was a lot of time spent on my phone looking at social media and the more time you spend on it, the worse I ended up feeling. I don't know about you, but I don't tend to come off social media feeling good. And when I heard Johan Hari explaining this, I was like, it makes so much sense because of the way that our brains are wired and then when you try and then remove yourself from it how much impact it has on those other areas of our life and then I was thinking as well I really just found that this showed up in so many areas of my life so in the interview and listen to it for yourself to hear how he speaks about it and to hear the solution to all of these problems with attention and being really distractible and because that's the thing I find if you've got shortened attention span you're so much easier to distract and I thought about this in the context of oh when I had that week of ice I was on my phone a lot felt really bad my attention I didn't sit down and read the book even though I had as much time as 
I'd ever wanted, like seven days of nothing. And then I thought about the times in the past year or two when I've done solo travel and gone camping and I've still had my phone on me, but because I'm out camping, I'm not watching Netflix. I'm not on my phone as much because of either time differences or people are at work or there's just not as much need because I'm actually being present and enjoying my surroundings. And I thought of that and the times that I feel the most peaceful and calm is when I've been disconnected from social media, when I'm not constantly looking at what everyone else is doing, trying to get my likes or trying to look at all the TikTok videos. When I detach from my phone and be mindful and present, I feel better. And then this is one thing that I've been practicing a lot this week and I want to really share this as one thing that if you try anything from this episode, it's mind wandering. So it's this concept that he speaks about with Oprah in the interview about how up until recently, like really recently, we used to mind wander all the time. And what this means is that we spend time without distraction, no music, no phone, no technology, just yourself and your thoughts and you let your mind wander. And that's what I realize, that's what I do when I'm camping. When I go away by myself, I'm not distracted. I might put on music sometimes, but I'm a lot more content when I'm camping to sit out because I'm camping outside to like listen to nature, maybe do some journaling or just be really present or like I sit and I have my food without my phone on me. That's another thing. I realize I don't let myself even sit with food. I normally have like a phone or a screen in front of me and that's something I've noticed definitely impacts my ability to be mindful when I eat and I tend to overeat if I distract and so it's just bringing up all these reminders of how technology is this crutch that we use to distract from what's right in front of us even if it's not necessarily a bad thing like we can distract ourselves from good things like food and I was having this conversation with a friend saying like the fact that we can't even sit and enjoy a meal at home without our phones is crazy and my friend was like oh is that why we enjoy meals more when we go out because you're actually you know, putting your phone down and you pay attention to the meal. I was like, yeah, like, why don't we do it at home? Why don't we like put our phones down and just enjoy our meal? And I'm sure there's people out there that do that. Like, I'm sure it's not uncommon, but it's also really common to scroll through your phone while you're eating food or just during the day to always have that constant distraction. So this idea of mind wandering is to let your mind wander. And he was saying in this interview that we punish kids for daydreaming now in school. We don't have a single minute of the day most of the time that isn't somehow filled with something we don't give ourselves a void of space and time to just feel think process and be be with ourselves and let ourselves get that sense of calm and still and I sometimes find myself getting super overwhelmed and stressed and I realize that how much of that is coming from constant stimulus and not necessarily from actually having stresses on me that are in particularly like bad per se but it's just by having so much constant stimulation that I feel overwhelmed because I haven't given my space myself the space to process things and to really sit with that whatever it might be if it's discomfort or just letting myself go through the motions of not having distraction and be present with my thoughts and think things through and let it be okay and work through all that because that's what we used to do the only real distraction we probably had at the time was like, you know, 50 plus years ago before we had all these computers and Wi-Fi at our fingertips all the time. 
would have been a bit of music and maybe TV as well. Neither of those would have been constant though. Like now everyone walks around with music in. The idea of like going for a walk without music, who does that? We don't tend to do things without that constant stimulation. And people might not even think of it as a distraction, but it's just a constant input from something and it does work as a distraction. And so this idea of mind wandering is something I've been trying to practice lately and I've tried it in a lot of different ways. I've done it days on some days and on some days I haven't. And being able to experiment and play with it has been really cool based off this interview that I listened to. So some of the things and the ways that I implemented this mind wandering and also just removing distraction. The first day I heard this, I listened to the first 10 or 15 minutes of this episode on the way to work and I work in a hospital. Normally I have my phone on me for work because we needed to communicate with the other workers. On this day, as soon as I listened to literally only 15 minutes of the episode, I was like, that's it. I'm not taking my phone with me. I don't want to be constantly checking it, going back and forth. Like often I'll write a note and go back and forth between like checking my phone and writing a note rather than just being fully present in one task. And I realized I'm flitting between the two and probably taking longer to do one just because of that distraction of having it there. And because it's such a habit, I was like, rather than try to break the habit, I'm just going to remove the stimulus altogether. So I left it in my locker only went and checked it once at lunch uh, mid-morning, which I then needed it. So I grabbed it to then do the work that, hence why I have to carry it on me. But I found there was a freedom in that, a sense of being more present in the moment and not having that as a crutch to fall back on. I felt like it was one of the best, better, if not best days I'd had at work because I was showing up. I wasn't trying to distract myself. I wasn't looking at it and veering away from the task that I was doing and I felt so on task and so present I was like wow that was really good then that afternoon I went for a walk and I think I listened to the podcast and heard a bit more about it and they talked about the mind wandering and so then the next day I think it was I went for a walk without any music normally I'd listen to a podcast or walk with music in and I just thought well they were talking about how people that he's interviewed say that they have an hour in their day where they just do nothing. Like they'll drive around for an hour. Like this could be a CEO will find an hour in the day to just drive around with nothing on. And even think about driving around in the car. I've played around with this before about having no music on just to let myself think and be a bit more quiet and settled and calm. But how many of us drive around cranking music or having a podcast on because like – It would be the worst thing if we had to sit in silence, right, with our own thoughts. Like so many of us are so afraid of sitting with our own thoughts, which is crazy, but we don't practice it. So we're not used to doing it because we're so used to having something to escape that. And again, there'll be some people that are the exception to the rule, but I think majority of us use a distraction. So one thing I did was go for the walk without music in and I was like, oh, like it does give your mind time to think about all those things and process And so I did the same when I was driving. I just didn't put on music for a few of the drives to work or drives around. It wasn't always. Sometimes I was in the mood for a bit of music. And I'm not saying music or podcasts or that kind of thing is a bad thing. But just that in our day, the idea of creating space for mind wandering is invaluable. And it just depends on your routine to where it could work. So I was trialing whether no music on the way to work was a bit of time for mind wandering whether doing an hour of walk with Zeus without anything was time for mind wandering 
I've learned since that walking that I need my phone for safety reasons when walking. So you've got to weigh out what works for you and what you need on you and when you need your phone and when you don't. Because I was like, I don't need my phone. But then I realized, oh, actually, if I get a little bit harassed by some strange men, I'd actually prefer to have my phone on me. Lesson learned. Anyway, (laughs) so I've tried and experimented with that. And the days that I did that, I think the day that, oh, and I also, one of the other things, not having my phone, not having Netflix, nothing on when I eat, like my dinner. The sense of calm, I think on that day I listened to it. Was it that day? It must have been because then I didn't, maybe I listened to the rest of it in the car and at home and then I managed to, whatever day it was, I went for a walk with no music and I had dinner with no music, no podcast, no phone. I wasn't scrolling. I was just sitting and eating. And then I just sat afterwards. And the sense of calm that I had, I was like, I feel like I have just taken a four-day camping trip and gotten that sense of calm that it took me four days of disconnecting by going away. But I've been able to do it by replicating what I do when I'm camping. Because when I go camping by myself, if I've got food, I tend to put my phone down I remember at times I would read a book and I would just sit and I would enjoy the food because you know I've spent a day exploring and I would just sit because I'd be outdoors with Zeus I'd look around and listen and watch but I wasn't on my phone and I would get this sense of calm and real peacefulness at just being present and not overstimulated like I didn't realize how overstimulated I was making myself And the sense of calm that I was then able to replicate just by doing that exact same thing, I experimented with sitting inside at the dining room table, sitting outside at my outdoor table, and I got that same sense of calm. I was like, oh my God, that's what works when I go away. That need to go away and escape is a need to detach from all the stimulus and to allow for mind wandering. And that's what I do when I go camping because I spend time in nature hiking exploring wandering around at the beach and all of the time I will do that without as much input and distraction because I'm so much more focused on being present and enjoying the moment whereas when I'm in my day-to-day life I am not appreciating the moment because it's repetitive but just by doing that I realized I could replicate that same feeling of calm and I've got a list of five values and one of them is peace so one of like my top five values the third one is peace and being able to realize I can replicate that feeling of peace that sometimes can feel quite elusive and hard to grasp in an ever busy and stressful world being able to replicate that day to day has been incredible and it's something that hasn't become like a rock solid habit I'm still like experimenting and I would say even the past few days I haven't been as good at practicing it because it's so easy to slip back into habits and old patterns but when I did practice it the relief was like amazing and the other thing that Oprah was talking about was flow state and I'm glad I remember this because this was something I was like oh my god yes 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 and I was speaking about flow state and again I want you to listen to the interview because it was incredible like one of the better interviews that I've listened to ever I want to say best but I'm going to be like mild about it but yeah it was an excellent interview and so insightful and so on the nose for how I'm feeling and how I think a lot of people can be feeling with that sense of overwhelm in the world that we live in and they were speaking about flow state and I talk about being kind of getting in flow when I do this podcast 
And that's what I was saying before. I was finding today that it was hard to get in flow with the podcast. My brain wasn't as on task. I've just been reading a book all day, so I feel like my mind's still in my little fiction fantasy world. My voice is also tickly. I'm having trouble speaking and I'm getting distracted. So I'm not in flow like I sometimes am. But often if I can turn up and focus purely on this podcast, I can speak to 30, like from for 30 minutes to an hour and get an absolute flow. And I don't have to think in a sense of the next words just come. I'm not trying to like think and pause. It's all just flowing. And Oprah and Johan were describing flow state in a couple of different ways, but I think Oprah described it as that being completely present in the moment, so much so that you're not distracted by anything else. It's being so present on one task that you're in flow. I was like, ah, yes, that's me with a podcast. And they were giving examples of when they feel they are in flow. And Oprah feels that she's in flow when she goes for a walk in nature with her dogs. I was like, that's beautiful to be that present when walking. I was like, oh, that is amazing. Like I get so distracted and so caught up in my own thoughts when I'm walking Zeus without any music. I don't feel that flow state, but it's definitely an example of when you can practice being present and mindful, that flow can come from anything. But the other thing that I think Oprah shared, and I'm not sure if Johan shared a similar experience, but when reading a book, that's an experience of flow state that Oprah found for herself. And I definitely resonate with that. I used to love reading fiction as a kid and I've just gotten back into it this week, probably inspired to take action on it because of this trying to be more present, spending less time on my phone and getting into that flow state when I'm actually just present and mindful on the task at hand and reading a book for me is one way I can do that. I know some people really struggle to get into books. It depends on the person. But if you happen to be a reader and you've had that before where you get yourself completely immersed in a book and you lose yourself and you lose track of time losing track of time is kind of how you could maybe describe flow state is that you're so immersed you don't know how much time has passed and for example I've spent today reading a book and I've lost track of time so much so that it's almost 7 p.m I've done nothing besides go to the grocery store and read my book and going out for breakfast as well but besides after breakfast so from 10 a.m or even like 9 30 I've been reading a book most of the day and lost complete track of time, been so immersed in it. At times I've stopped and checked my phones and like lost that flow state. But when I'm reading, I get so immersed in this like fiction world that it's its own flow state. Like I'm so present on what I'm reading. I'm focusing on only one thing. And I think that is also that sense of honing your focus, honing your attention, eliminating distraction And I think that can help contribute to that sense of peace as well. For me, I haven't felt peaceful today because I was procrastinating this podcast. So that led to that sense of guilt because I wasn't doing something that I promised myself I said I would do. So like at the start of the episode, I said that wasn't in integrity with myself. I was breaking my own promise to myself and diminishing the trust that I had in myself to be able to do what I said I was going to show up and do. So that wasn't sitting well with me. But if I had have done this first, I probably would have spent today feeling really peaceful reading that book because I was present and in flow and enjoying it and not being distracted. And I just want to share that with you that if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you've maybe complained about your attention span being bad, about not being able to do a task for long, getting distracted really easily, 
then I want you to try anything that you've heard in this episode today and see if it helps you. There was a lot more spoken about, like the episode was so in detail, so insightful. He's written a whole book on this topic. So there's amazing knowledge to be gained by listening to that episode about how the solution isn't just to get rid of our phones because that's what he initially tried to do. He went to a beautiful island kind of retreat place and they barely had uh, much access to internet there and he got a really like crappy phone so he couldn't even access the internet or whatever it was and he thought that would be the way to solve the problem because he was finding that even though social media is supposed to connect people he was feeling more disconnected so he got rid of all of that and it's the most connected I think he was saying he'd felt but he realized that that's not the solution for the whole world and so then he got into the how the solution is for redesigning the way that social media is designed to like target the audience and what the end goal is so rather than the end goal being to monetize attention changing it to banning attention and that being the end goal and changing it to connection so using social media to find out who's in your area and then being able to connect with them in person and so just changing where the incentives are for the designers and remodeling so he's got this whole solution that's actually really practical practical and feasible because just telling everyone to get rid of their phones isn't going to work in this day and age how we currently function it's not a practical solution but the tips that he said the ones that I've implemented is finding some time it doesn't have to be an hour but like aiming to get at least like five or ten minutes of mind wandering where your mind can just wander freely whether that's on the car ride on a walk just giving yourself time to sit and be over dinner, over lunch, over breakfast and not having any distractions. Letting yourself go back to that childlike state where we think and dream and it's often when you get those most creative ideas because you're not constantly bombarded with external stimulus. You're going inside, looking internally, you get to process the things and I was also speaking to a friend about this, about having trouble sleeping at night And I was wondering if that was because with so many distractions throughout the day, if it was at night was the only time that my friend had time to process thoughts and feelings and situations. So all bombards at night, you need to allow time for that processing and thinking and feeling during the day so that you're not having to process 24 hours worth of experiences or 18 hours worth of experiences in the five minutes before you sleep and wonder why you can't get to sleep because you've got so much to process. So allow time for mind wandering during the day. Try disconnecting a little bit from social media, connecting and trying to find a way to get into flow state. It's not going to be a podcast likely for you, but finding something that you can be really present in. I find HIIT workouts and workouts in general, like a heavy weight session can also be a beautiful way to get into flow or maybe it's another type of exercise But something that's really challenging, like if you go for a hard run, for example, depends on what kind of exercise you do, but something that really challenges you so much that you can't think about anything other than focusing on getting through that last rep or that last couple hundred meters, you know, getting that extra 10 seconds on your HIIT workout in when you're pushing so hard and you're pushing your body that your mind is present only on one task and doesn't have the capacity to think about other things that can also be flow state as well so that's why I often use exercise as a kind of sense of mindfulness because mindfulness is being present being present and only on one task is flow state and so finding something like that can also be another way to practice a sense of mindfulness 
and trying to get some flow in your life and remove that sense of overwhelm and ultimately achieve peace. And I mean, who doesn't want a feeling of inner peace? And I've found that this has been one of the most beautiful and successful ways to achieve that. And it's something that I don't find easily. So with an episode that shared so many tools and ways to access that, I was like, I have to share it, even if it took me until 7pm on a Sunday night. Anyways, my voice is starting to go, struggling to speak and breathe through my nose. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope something in this episode has been helpful. I hope you can implement something you've heard, whether it's to eliminate distractions, improve your attention, hone in on your focus, get some mind wandering or some flow state happening and just see how you feel. See if it reduces that overwhelm because I would bet my money on it that it will. So I hope something of that has been insightful and useful to you. Jump in the show notes. I'm going to link the two episodes so you can go listen to them after this. And if you want to work a little bit more on this, feel free to reach out. My link will also be in the show notes to do some mindset coaching. We can discuss all things about mindset, focus, attention, overwhelm, and so much more if you want to do some coaching with me. This is just a little taster for it. And I would love to work with you to do more if this is the kind of stuff that you're wanting to work on, but need a little bit of a guiding hand to get you started and really get you on the right track. So if you'd like to do some mindset coaching, click on the link in the show notes as well. But thanks for listening and I'll chat to you guys next time. Bye.